You are listening to the Filming Life Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Holmes, founder and lead educator at the Filming Life Academy, the largest online community of family filmmakers in the world, where I teach photographers how to switch over to video and create meaningful, story-driven films with confidence. Joining me is my co-host, Allison Redman, community leader for the Filming Life Academy and lead educator of our extremely popular sound design course. Together, we give you an inside look at what's happening inside the Filming Life Academy, along with tips and tricks that you can use right away to elevate your work as a filmmaker. If you're not already a member, but you want to be, you can sign up to the Academy over at filminglifeacademy.com. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoy this episode. everyone, Courtney Holmes here. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. Today I am doing an interview with Francesca Russell, who is an incredible family filmmaker in based in New York and um, New York City. And um, she is one of our newest filming lifer pros. So I wanted to sit down with Francesca and talk to her. I've known Francesca for many years online, but this is the first time I've really like talked to her face to face. So this is pretty cool. Um, so Francesca, how are you? Tell me a bit about you. I want to know a little bit about your background and um, I'd love to hear kind of what you did before you became a photographer and filmmaker. Sure. Um, well, I'm Francesca, and I, um, like you said, I, I live uh, in New. Well, I live on Long Island, actually, so just outside New York City. Yeah. Um, and I've been here, um, been in the New York area for uh, 18 years now, which is crazy. It's like the longest I've ever lived anywhere. Um, so before I started. Um, my photo- I have a photography business in, um, based out of Long Island. And, um, before I started that, I was actually a stage manager for, um, many years. Mm-hmm. I, um, grew up in California and went to, um, college in San Diego. And, um, while I was in college, I, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I didn't know if I ever wanted to go into like film and TV or, um, theater or, you know, I, I knew it was going to be kind of arts related. I had done like, um, theater and stuff in high school. So in college I was a double major doing, um, communications, which was kind of film and, um, TV and mm-hmm. was like right at the very beginning of the internet. Like I, mm-hmm. I got my first email address, I think when I was in college, which is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I was taking theater classes um, on the technical side. So doing like scenic design and lighting design and stage management. And um, my last year of college, I started stage managing shows at school and just fell in love with it. So after graduation, I moved to San Francisco and did an internship for a year in San Francisco um, with the stage management team at this theater called the American Conservatory Theater. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I ended up working as a stage manager in the San Francisco area for like six years and then moved to New York City in 2002. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I did, I, I stage managed um, for about 20 years and then um, I had my daughter in 2011 and my son in 2014. Mm-hmm. And um, after I had my son, I was I was still working full-time as a stage manager. And um, the show that I was working on, which was kind of the last kind of full-time big show that I that I did, 
Um, it closed when he was about six months old. Mm. And um, I kind of decided at that point that I just needed to take a break from yeah. doing that full time because it's just, um, I mean, I loved it, but it's, it's a lot of work. It's you work yeah. six days a week. Yeah. Um, you work all day on the weekends and um, you know, it's just hard when you have kids, especially little kids. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So after um, that show closed, I just decided to take a break for a little while. And um, I, I had been, um, I had gotten a camera, a DSLR, I guess like in 2008 or so when I was, mm-hmm. when I finally had money, I was on the road with um, Spamalot, the show Spamalot. I toured with that for three years. And um, while I was out on tour, um, you know, I finally had enough money to buy a decent camera. So I bought a DSLR and I started kind of documenting life on the road and life backstage. And, um, I just loved it. And so, you know, then when I had my kids, I was, you know, taking pictures of them. And so, um, once I decided to kind of take a break from theater, I just started like really getting into photography even more and just spending a lot more time, you know, educating myself, um, and taking lots of classes and, um, and then I started my business, I guess, probably like that next year after, um, yeah, 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So can I ask, um, what was it about, I mean, what was the kind of catalyst for you in starting your business? I mean, cause you know, everybody's like, there's the, there's the person who, um, takes up photography, loves it. They do it as, um, just because they're passionate about it. And they're a lot of people are incredibly talented at it. And then it's that decision that you have to make to either take the jump and actually make a business out of it or continue on with it as a passion and something that you just enjoy doing. Can I ask you what it was that made you decide to create a business out of it? Gosh, I can't, now, now I can't even remember what the actual catalyst of it was. Um, I mean, cause I'm guessing at that point you could, you, I knew that you, I know you're saying you wanted to stay home with your kids. Yeah. Kind of thinking like, all right, I want to, I want to do this. Cause I would think in your mind, you're thinking, do I want to go back to stage managing right? or do I want to stay home for longer? Yeah. Was that, I can't remember now what the, um, what I had done before I, so when I, the last show that I did before I, kind of, um, took a break was Rock of Ages, um, mm-hmm. on Broadway. And I was with that show for three years and, um, it was just like this, this kind of amazing, um, experience where it was just a family and like, you know, the stage management team were just incredibly, um, I don't know, just wonderful understanding people. Mm. So not only is like a new mother that was um, working there at the time, um, not only were they so great with that whole experience, you know, because I was like, you know, um, pumping backstage and all this stuff, Uh but, um, you know, but they were also like very supportive of um, my photography. Like I always had my camera at work Mm. and I was constantly taking pictures backstage. And in fact, um, I have a couple films that I made backstage, mm-hmm. um, you know, and everybody was just always really excited for me to have my camera back there. So, you know, and I'll, in fact, like even the, 
our press office and stuff would often get me to take pictures. You know, if they needed them for something, they would ask me to take pictures for oh, whatever yeah. they needed. Yeah. So it kind of, you know, there were a few like little opportunities like that, that I guess I, you know, kind of jumped on before I really started officially, you know, having a family photography business. But um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, you know, the, the first year that I started the business, I, I had a number of other friends who had had babies that year. And, you mm-hmm. know, I just remember um, asking them if I could come and, you know, do like portfolio building shoots with them and um, take their pictures. And I always loved like that, do- the documentary approach, mm-hmm. which at the time I didn't even know that that was an approach. (laughs) Like that's just what I was always doing, having my camera backstage and stuff when, you know, on the road and in New York and stuff. I just was always just kind of snapping these little moments, you know, half the time people didn't even know I had my camera back there. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, when I had kids, I just kind of, that's, I just kind of kept on doing that. And it wasn't really until, you know, I started taking classes, like after my son was born that I was like, Oh, (laughs) this is actually a thing like documentary photography is a thing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know that there was like a specific catalyst. It just kind of evolved, you know, it was, yeah. I just had been taking pictures for so long and just loved it so much. And, um, yeah, started taking pictures for friends and it just kind of all happened. And, you know, since I finally had time at home, um, I was like, why not? give it a shot, you know? And I did keep, um, I did keep working part-time stage managing until really up until last year. Um, but I, you know, yeah, I wasn't there full-time anymore. So I had a lot more time to kind of devote to doing the photography. Hmm. Um, do you think that you'll like, can you, do you see yourself ever going back to stage managing full-time or do you maybe? so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't have kids, I would. I mean, if I didn't have yeah. a family, I would still be on tour. I loved mm-hmm. I loved touring. I loved it's it. It's too hard to do with it's young just kids too hard. Yeah. yeah, family in general. I'm sure. And once I had kids, um just my I mean, I never thought I would do anything but theater. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um but once I had kids, my priorities just changed, you know, mm-hmm. and I just realized if I'm going to be away from them for this much time, then it's got to be for something that I really, truly like mm-hmm. is so important to me. And at that time, you know, I had been stage managing for 20 years at that point. And as much as I loved being a stage manager, it's not really a creative job. And I just yeah. had gotten to the point where I was tired of like supporting other artists. And I yeah. kind of just wanted to be the artist. Of course. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, um, and then once I started, um, you know, doing my business, I mean, and it took a couple of years for me to get into like a groove with it, but now, I mean, it's, there's nothing more rewarding than like when a client comes back to you and is like, just so grateful for what you've made for them, whether it's a film or photos, you know, mm-hmm. um, it just like nothing compares to that. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't, I can't really see going back, you know? Yeah, no, I can totally get that. When I think back to, um, you know, there's like in your life, there's all these forks that come up and you, you end up going one direction or the other. And 
for me, it was, I was in my fourth year studying theater. My major was theater. Um, and I met my husband and then it was kind of like move to Australia and be with him, continue on with theater. And, you know, the goal was eventually move to New York, be a performer, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, but when I think about it now, like, I'm so glad that I ended up taking the fork that I did because I would not have anticipated how much becoming a mom would change my view of what I would want my life to look like. I mean, when you're, when you're in your twenties and you're thinking about your career, you, you really don't put a lot of thought into how kids are going to fit in with that. And so I think I definitely would have been at some sort of crossroads if I had continued on that path and then eventually had kids being a part of the theater, it'd be really hard to to do both. And I I loved getting an insight into that um, through that film that you made, the Parents in Theater Project. It's just fascinating to see the way that she managed to um, carry on with all of the the work that she had to do and and manage that. And you did such a great job showing how she managed that. Um, the parenting side of it with the work that she was doing as well. So um, I'm going to add that, that film to the, and we'll talk about it again later, but um, adding that to the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out. Um, yeah, my hope for the, with that would, was that that would become a series. Um, mm-hmm. But then like life got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would like to get back to that and do some more um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, films of, of other moms, um, that are still working, um, in theater. I'm in a Facebook moms group actually with just Broadway. It's called the Broadway mamas, uh-huh. Broadway baby mamas. I think it's like 300 women who, um, they're all women who work in theater and it's, yeah, it's such an awesome group. And because it's, I mean, you know, it's a lot of this, the normal like questions you would get in a mom group, but also a lot of just like, okay, guys, I'm going on the road and I'm taking my 18 month old with me. Like, <laughs> how do I do this? Like, what do I need to ask the producers for? How did you guys find childcare out of town? And I mean, just things that like you, you know, yeah. a normal person wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't worry about. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. Um, yeah. So I have, um, I would love to continue that series. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I would love to see more of it. Um, I remember watching it and thinking, Oh, this is such a great idea. Something that, um, you know, it feels obviously feels really meaningful for you and, um, must be so, so great for other people to watch it as well. Um, so on the, the topic of films that you make, one of the things that I love the most about you is that you, make films that are different. The kinds of projects that you create are not the typical project. You do family films, but you've also done films um, like that film of Marie. That was right. Yeah. Um, You work on other projects too, and you've done business, um, business films like brand story type of films um, as well. So I wanted to ask you what kinds of films do you like to make the most? What are your favorites and why? Um, yeah, I love making those little docu films, mm-hmm. um, little mini docu films. I've kind of played around with like a number of different 
you know, genres or whatever. So I've done the like, you know, kind of um, the family film, the kind of pretty lifestyle-y family film. And I've done, um, I, I then, <laughs> I actually took, I, I've done a lot of brand films too, like you said. And I've, um, I did a couple of years ago, somebody inquired um, about doing, I guess like a legacy film. So like I went and interviewed, it was two sets of grandparents. Um, I think I interviewed them for like four hours. It was a long time. And then um, edited those interviews with like hundreds and hundreds of their old photos into two films that were both two hours long. And like originally when that was pitched to me, I was like, this is like the perfect idea. Like this is my dream job because I love, I mean, I love family history. I love um, genealogy and like all, but it was such a nightmare to edit. So after I did that one, the, it was, it was the same family, but it was two sets of grandparents. After I did those two films, I was like, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) Or if I did, I would definitely hire out the editing. Um, so yeah, I, I love making those like family stories though, or not even family stories, but just stories like real specific, Mm -hmm. you know, something really specific, like a specific little story, but I, (laughs) but I like the films to be short. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even just making one change to a two hour film and trying to then like have your, my slow computer, like try and process that change. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) It was, it was a disaster. But, um, I can see that story side in your work. That to me is really what shines. Um, so I can definitely see how that is what you're drawn to the most. Yeah. I love, um, I, I love just telling like specific stories and, um, and I find them, those, they're like easy to put together because they to kind of like tell them, I don't know. It's, it's like they tell themselves, you know? Yeah. A lot um, of times when you're doing like a voiceover type of thing or yeah. an interview type of thing, they do definitely. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've been doing, um, a, I have like a backlog actually that I haven't even shared. It's, it's weird. Like I finished editing a bunch of stuff and then COVID happened and it just doesn't seem like the right time to be like sharing stuff on social media. That's unrelated to what's going on right now. So yeah, yeah, eventually when the the dust settles, I'll have some, some new ones to share, but, um, but yeah, I like the, I like telling stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really inspired by, um, I don't know if you've ever watched any of the New York op docs, um, mm. but the New York times has, um, on their website, they have, they have this section called op docs, which mm-hmm. are opinion, I guess it's opinion documentaries. They must be short for, um, and they're all like little films, like five to 10 minutes long. And mm-hmm. there's so many good ones. Um, you can find a lot of them on their Vimeo stream. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get, su- I'm super inspired by those. Like my goal someday is to get something published on, on the New York Times op docs. I love that. that amazing. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you, where do you look for inspiration, um, in your work? And is there anyone in particular who really inspires you, um, for the films that you're making and the kind of just the approach that you take to creating and telling stories? Yeah, well, like I said, the New York Times op docs for sure. I love um, my Vimeo actually open right now. I love even just like looking at the Vimeo, um, mm. their staff picks. Yeah. 
you know, they often have good ones in there. Um, I'm in a, you know, I joined Vimeo. I, I, like I, I need to explore it more, but they have all kinds of groups and channels and uh-huh. stuff in there. So there's like a ton of like documentary groups and stuff. And I think I've, there's like one group I'm in that's like women, documentary filmmakers, you know, I just like follow these groups because a lot of times they post really interesting mm-hmm. films. Um, yeah. And like, I am really selective about my likes in Vimeo because it's how I kind of bookmark. <laughs> and it's like my bookmarking system for Vimeo. So I only like things really in Vimeo that I'm like bookmarking for some reason. I probably could find a better way to do that. But so if you go to my Vimeo page and just look under my likes, you'll see like films that I, you know, are, they're basically my bookmarks. Um, I didn't so, even so, know you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's like my like hack for like bookmarking stuff that I really love in Vimeo but um yeah so there's um I'm just looking at my page right now um I love oh you know who I love who's also a family filmmaker is um Sarah Mason do you know her she's yeah in the UK I love her stuff she's got some really um, beautiful brand films and like little story films. She does. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, for the New York times op docs, I love, there's this guy, Lance Oppenheim, who, um, I think he's got two that have been published on the New York times. And he's like, I read some, I kind of went like stalking him a little bit on the internet. And he apparently is this like college, like, genius like I think he made these two films when he was still Mm. in in undergrad or something so um but anyway he has a film called the happiest guy in the world and he didn't about about this senior citizen who lives on cruise ships Mm -hmm. and just I don't know I didn't even know this existed but I guess there's this whole community of like senior citizens who'd basically just like hop from cruise ship to cruise ship instead of like living in a senior community that's what they do and um so this is about like it's this little film about this guy who literally lives on cruise ships. Wow. Um, yeah, he did that one, and he also did another one called. Uh, I'd have to find it. It was an, now I can't remember the name of it, but he did another one about this community of um, people who live in like mobile homes in. Um, oh, it's called long term parking. And it's um, this community of people who live in mobile homes, actually near where I grew up, near Stanford University in California, mm-hmm. um, in a parking lot. Actually, no, sorry, it's in Los Angeles. They live. It's in an airport parking lot in Los Angeles, but it's mm-hmm. all these people who just live in. Um, a lot of them work for the air for the airlines and stuff, but they just live in. It's this whole mob- like they're not even mobile homes. They're like campers. So this like camper community. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I love his, his work is like, I don't know. You'll have to watch this, his films. They're really beautiful. Like the composition and stuff is really beautiful. Uh And um, his storytelling is like spot on. But yeah, if you want to take, just like, if you want to take a a look through my likes on, on Vimeo, um, that's what it's called. You'll see my, those are my favorites. Everything's bookmarked. Your favorites. That's good. So um, tell me about one of the one of your favorite films that you've made. 
Yeah, I think Marie is the, my favorite film that I've made, um, which Marie was um, a film, actually Elizabeth Roy, who I think she might be part of the Academy. She, um, she's a fellow photographer. She contacted me, um, this is about two years ago now, and said, told me about her grandmother who was turning 100. Mm-hmm. And um, she wanted to make a film about her to kind of celebrate her birthday. And it kind of went through, you know, a number of different iterations. Like we, we talked, you know, a number of times on the phone and tried to figure out like what the best kind of approach to making it was. And um, we finally just decided to um, go to, well, first we were just going to go to her grandmother's apartment, but then she was telling me that her grandmother still plays on this bowling team. I was like, well, we have to go to her bowling league. Like we, (laughs) we, you can't tell me that. And then like we, and then have us not go and film that. So we went to um, the bowling alley one morning and filmed her and her, um, Mm. her teammates um, bowling. And then um, we went back to her house after that and filmed a little bit more with, um, it was Elizabeth, her mother, and then her grandmother. And they were just kind of looking through old photos mm-hmm. and talking. Yeah. So um, that ended up, it, it, it ended up working out. Um, I mean, I, the, the end product, I was kind of surprised myself with <laughs> how it turned out because a lot of it was kind of like fly by the seat of your pants. Like actually Marie didn't know that I was coming and I showed up, Elizabeth and her mother ended up getting stuck in traffic on the way there. And so I showed up and started filming and Marie didn't know why I was there or why I was filming. <laughs> and um, it was pretty funny. So yeah. Anyway, it all got worked out. Elizabeth showed up. They explained to her what was going on, but they were afraid that if they told her ahead of time that she wouldn't want she it to happen. She might get nervous. Or, yeah. 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 So, um, and then we went back to her place and um, it was just me, but I, I had two cameras with me and I set up one camera on a tripod while they were sitting at this table going through family pictures. So I set up one camera on a tripod just to film like a wide shot of the scene. And then I had another camera handheld and I was just kind of moving around, like taking like a secondary shot, you know, shots of them, close-ups and stuff. And then at the very end, like right before we left, I just grabbed Elizabeth quickly. um, And I said, can I just um, ask you a couple questions about your grandmother? I had um, Mm. the the zoom is that what it's called yeah the, the um recorder and we just went into a bedroom and I said let me just ask you a couple questions quickly before we split about your grandmother so I got a you know really just like five ten minutes of kind of interview with her and then ended up using that as like a voiceover yeah. to kind of thread it all together a brilliant voiceover I can't believe you did that <laughs> five or ten minutes yeah so it like yeah. yeah it really was kind of like fly by the seat of your pants but it ended up like working out you yeah. know, really well in the end. So I, I love it. Like, I love how it turned out. Yeah. Um, is that something that you offer to people or like that kind of film? The voiceover? Or like a, just like a, it, a voiceover, but also like something like a specific, it feels like a vignette about that yeah, one person, film. you know? Yeah, I definitely try. I mean, like I said, I, that's what I love I just think that, that, um, my films are best when they have a specific point to them Mm -hmm. like that, you know, telling a specific story. So I do always, you know, whenever I get an inquiry, try and like 
through my questionnaires and through talking with the clients ahead of time, I do always try and pin down, like, is there something specific that we can focus on um, during the film? And some people are into that and some people aren't, you know, some people just want kind of a a more, you know, um, you know, a a montage of their morning or whatever. So um, I'm trying to think if there's, I did, I did another um, film, might've been that same year, a family film. Um, there's a family that I work with every single year. Um, this will be their fifth year that I do a film with them. And we did one like two years ago where we went, um, to the zoo. I'm trying to think, I think it was the second, is that our second film together? So the first film that I did with them was right after their second baby was born. Mm -hmm. So, um, the following year I said, we, we, you know, spent a, four hours together, went to the zoo. And then I said, let me just do a quick little interview with you guys. And you can talk about how things have changed for you in the last year, you know, with having two kids and how you've life has, has changed and how you've adjusted. So, um, that turned out pretty well. And I used that as a kind of a voiceover for that film. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, trying to think mostly though it's, oh, and I wish I, I wish I could share these, but there's two films that I made this, these, this past fall that unfortunately the families wouldn't sign model releases. So I can't share them, but I did interviews with one of them was um, a family that had three kids and I interviewed each of the kids yeah. and then, you know, and then filmed the family and it turned out so cute. Like the, inter- the interviews are so good. They're so good. They're so cute. And maybe I'll share it in the, um, just in our little community and not publicly um, because I love how it turned out. And I did one soon after that with another family who had two kids and I did the same thing, interviewed the the two kids and then kind of interwove that with the footage. Um, Yeah. And the families loved them because like little kids voices change so much, you know, I know. know. um, And even just their answer, like (laughs) their answers to certain questions are so funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, those, um, yeah, those turned out really well. I was happy with those. So you, uh, I mean, you have been making films for, I mean, it feels like the same amount of time that I have. I would love to hear your thoughts around sort of how you've seen the genre evolve, where you see it going as well. Like, what do you kind of... I know for me personally, I've noticed a shift and there's so many different types of films that are being put out there more because so many more people are doing it now. But I mean, even my work, I mean, my work has evolved from being, you know, one way to different as we evolve as artists. Right. Um, But I would love to hear your thoughts on, on where you think this is heading even for anyone who's out there thinking about starting this as a business um, what it was like for you starting out and trying to get people to buy films, right. kind of how long it took you to get people to start to buy films. Talk to me about that and what you, yeah. where, you where you think the future yeah. of this kind of is heading. Yeah, I started right around the time, like soon after my daughter was born, I guess. Um, somehow I, I was trying to remember where I first saw Xanthi Berkeley, yeah. her work. Um, 
you know, it was before Facebook and Instagram. It was like ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, I must have stumbled across her on Flickr maybe. And then like yeah. her photography work. And then it was back was back in the day of blogs. Like I think I followed her blog. Yeah. So she was really the first person that I saw her and Haley Bartholomew. I had okay. also seen Haley's, um, her great, oh, was it? 365 grateful. Yeah, grateful. Um, which again, I don't, I don't know where I saw that because again, it was like before Facebook yeah. and all that. So it, yeah. it, I don't know. It must have been blogs that I stumbled across the two of them. Yeah. But I kind of started following Xanthi and um, just loved, you know, the move, like seeing her boys move. You know, mm-hmm. on like it just, it was. I mean, I love photography too, but it was just like this visceral like feeling that you get when you can like actually see movement and hear voices and stuff. So I kind of got interested in trying video. It was right around the time my daughter was born. And that was when I got, um, I upgraded to a full frame DSLR. This was like 2011. And I got the um, Nikon D800. That was like the first camera I had that actually had like a video function on Uh it. So I kind of started playing around with it then. And, um, you know, it was, I mean, a number of years, like, you know, just kind of making little films for myself, like filming backstage at work. And, um, then when I started my business in 2015, you know, I'd been making a lot of films of my own family. And like I said, at work, and I was like, you know, I would love to try and do this for clients, but I was nervous, you know, I was like, how do you sell this? And, you know, will I get enough footage and stuff of a client yeah. family? You know, it's like when you have your own family, it's, you know, you have unlimited amount of time to get the footage, but yeah. anyway, so, and I'm a very, I'm a planner. So I'm not somebody who's just like, ah, oh, I'm just going to try this and see if it works out. Like, no, I'm very like measured and like, <laughs> I'm an Enneagram five. So we do like, we're the researcher. Like I love taking classes and reading and like, I need to like yeah. research everything before I actually jump and make a decision to do anything. So, um, it was probably like that fall after I started my business, I, I asked a couple of families um, who I was friends with if I could come and film them and, you know, make some, you know, films for, um, for them. So I think I did two or three and um, one of the families, um, she, I mean, they both loved them, but one of the girls that I, I filmed, she's kind of like very involved with like this whole like mom community um, in Queens. So she shared her film like in one of her mom groups and it kind of like, I ended up getting like a ton of inquiries from that. Yeah. So um, yeah, it just kind of took off after that. I mean, it's still kind of, you know, it's still a slow build. I would say um, I probably um, have equal amounts, family and business clients at this point. Um, Mm -hmm as far as where the industry's going and how I've seen it change. Um, I mean, everyone's definitely getting so much better, like technically than when we started out, obviously, but, um, you know, I think we're probably, um, pushed by other industries. You know, you see like the wedding film industry and, Uh um, I mean, even, even just, um, 
the way social media and stuff is evolving and video content is becoming like more prevalent, you know, um, it's, I mean, it's good. It's, you know, it's pushing all of us to like try new things and get better and like constantly be like trying to improve our skills, you know, Mm -hmm. um, as far as like the family film industry. Yeah. I mean, I, I still feel like we're still pretty new, you know, I, you know, I, I mean, it may seem that like our little, I mean, I guess our little community has grown so much since I first met you, but in terms of like the world, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean though? It's like, I'm the only one really in my, in like Long Island that, you know, I mean, people see like my stuff, like in my area and they're like, wow, we've never seen that before. So we may, I mean, you and I may look at on Facebook or in the filming life, you know, student hub and stuff and think like, Oh my gosh, there's so many family filmmakers now. But I mean, really, <laughs> you know, in the grand scheme of things, there's not that many of us like out there, you know? Yeah. That's also like, that's also like assuming that everybody knows about like documentary family photography. And totally. like yeah. Photography. Yeah. So yeah. I think what I was, um, what I mean is like, do you feel like, I mean, I know how I feel, so I'm curious about how you feel about this, but like what the future is for films as a sustainable business in the way that family photography is or can be, depending on how you do it. Yeah. But like, do you feel like it's something that people want? Are you finding it hard to find clients? I mean, what's that what is it like for you booking work predominantly making films? Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy cause it's not, yeah. but um, yeah. I think, you know, I keep focusing on, um, you know, I, my goal each year is to do something like 35 sessions and that's not all films. That's like a mix of yes film and you know photos and so when you think about it you really only have to find 35 people you know and um, I thought exactly yeah I that yeah. way too I feel like yeah. it's so it's so much easier to think about it like that right. all I gotta do is find 35 people out right. of you know this community that I live in which got a lot of people here so right. it does help to think about it yeah and um I I, I am lucky in that I, I feel like I feel like these they I feel like family films are pretty addictive. Like once a family gets one, they're like on board to do it, you know, every year, every other year. Like I have families that, I mean, that I've made numerous films for, you know, like I said, I have this one family that um, I'm going to be going on my fifth year making them a film this year. So I think it's about finding, yeah, finding your people and then like really like nurturing those clients and those bonds, you know, and, um, yeah, that's, that's, you just got to like find your people and then like, you know, and they they become, they'll become like brand ambassadors for you. Like my clients, you know, my, the, the clients that come back to me every year also like are the ones that refer me out to so many people. Like I get so many referrals from, um, I mean, that's the best marketing really is word of mouth, you know, is when you can get personal referrals from people. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it's, you know, it is, it is a hard sell. I, I, um, 
It's hard because it's, um, you know, photos are, you can put them up on the wall. Whereas like with a family film, it's hard. It, it is hard sometimes to sell the yeah. fact that it's not something you can put on the wall, which yeah. is why I, was, I think I shared in the, in the group, I was really excited to find that um, product. Oh yeah. Um, video playbook. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, which is like a little media player that I am going to start offering my clients, which you can display in your home. Um, mm-hmm. Cause yeah, it, I, I was feeling like I wanted to give them some kind of a tactile, something to hold on to with their film. Um, in the past, I've also given um, just like a little soft cover book with um, either photos or even just like screenshots of, yeah. um, you know, from their film, just like a little kind of memory book of the experience, mm-hmm. just so they have something uh, alongside their film. Yeah. You're better than me. Um, but I mean, for me, like, what did you say? I said you're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I love that idea though, for sure. Yeah. No, but my dad, so th- for this, this past year on my birthday, I was like, all I want for my birthday is for you to give me all of our family videos, home movies and mm-hmm. photos that you have. Cause my dad is a photographer too. He, um, like a hobbyist photographer mm-hmm. and he's always been the one that like was taking pictures of us growing up. Yeah. So he's got like, and he's digitized a lot of this stuff. So I was like, I want all that stuff on a, yeah. you know, a thumb drive. So he, he gave them to me. So I have, you know, hours and hours of like our home movies from when we were little. And it's like, <laughs> you need to edit that together. I know I do. I really do. Especially now yeah. that like I'm home, but, um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely want to do something with them, but it's like, you know, and they're like nowhere near as polished as like what we're making now, but they're still like, they're so special to be able that's, to see. That's exactly you know. right. Yeah. I'm always telling people like, even, even I think sometimes it's so when we first started, right, there wasn't anything really out there to compare it to. I mean, right. there were like a handful of people who were doing this that like it was, you know, showing families that looked sort of, that looked better than your average home video that we grew up with. Right. There's maybe a handful of people, right? And now the person who's beginning, who's first starting to shoot video it's really easy for them to get very discouraged right? because when they're first starting, they're comparing themselves right. to people who've been doing it for five, six, seven, eight years. Right. And it's, see, we didn't have that issue. It right. was kind of like, it was almost like whatever video we got was just good because yeah. it was just video, exactly. right? Yeah. So you felt like you were nailing it. And then right. now you kind of look back at it and you're like, well, it wasn't yeah. great, but, um, <laughs> but I guess, and what I wanted, my point is what you, exactly what you said, like these home videos that, um, have no real technical skill to them. They're still so freaking meaningful, like because oh, yeah. the people in them being able to see them walk around and move around and talk and all of that. And so I'm always yeah. trying to remind people like, yes, creating something that's, you know, technically sound and artistically beautiful and all of those things, that's wonderful to strive for and to push yourself to try to achieve. But ultimately, if you're just making a video of that person, that's still priceless. That's still really meaningful to have that footage, no matter what. And you know what, actually today I was putting together, um, a birthday montage for, um, so since we've been in lockdown, I, um, like a couple of weeks ago, I got an, or I read an article, I think about our 
town library. <laughs> and um, it was all about how the library is just like calling all of their members, like their card members to see how they are right now and just check in with people. And I was like, that is, that is like what businesses should be doing right now is yeah. like, you know, that's what you should be doing. It's just like being human and checking in with people that like you have, you know, that you've worked with. So I'm like, you know, and then I was, so I was like, I'm going to do that with my clients. And then I was also thinking like, what do people need right now? You know, they don't need me to be like, you know, when, when, you know, when we're done with this book, a family session, like, that's not what they need. Now. Like, what do they need? Yeah. So, um, what people need right now is a lot of people are trying to make these birthday montages and stuff for kids who, you know, are missing birthdays because, um, you know, they can't have birthday parties and stuff. So I, um, you know, put it out there that I would, um, be happy to edit together, like, you know, photos, or if people have personal video messages and that kind of thing, I'd be happy to edit them into a little montage of music for them, um, to celebrate. A birthday. So I was editing one of these today and it's not my footage. It's just all these cell phone pictures and videos yeah. from this kid's first birthday, but there's something to like just putting them together in an order that yes. kind of tells a little story and, um, you know, and then putting some music to it to like, you know, have it build. And I, I mean, it's not even my footage and I was putting it together and I was like, this is like, I mean, it was like, I was like tearing up, you know, yes. hearing them talk about why, you know, they can't be there with him because, because of the pandemic. And then, you know, just being able to put it together for them. So it's like, it doesn't have to be great footage is my point. It's like, there's something about in just the putting together and, um, yeah, making it into like into something that Mm -hmm. is, that's like special in itself. That's why I would, yeah, like you said, I would love to take, you know, these hours and hours of like home movies that, I have from my childhood and actually edited into something small that does tell a story, you know? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to do that too. We have all of our VHS tapes put onto Blu-ray, but I have a Blu-ray disc player. So I need to try and figure out a way now to get them from that to a thumb drive, like you said. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I would just say like to, you know, people that are starting out, you know, yeah, the filming, it does take a while, but so if, but play around with the editing, that's a whole other, like, uh-huh. that's a whole, like, that's 50% of the, the art form there. So that's, there's so much you can do in post. I, feel I mean, like I'm so I- inspired by what I'm seeing, like, Allison do, and um, I forget, who's the other student that posted something in the group with using cell phone footage? Um, it was like an adoption, I think it was an adoption story. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I have to look. Um, anyway, it was, you know, integrating the cell phone footage with DSLR footage, um, yeah. you know, to tell a story that way. I mean, that's like super inspiring to me. So just seeing, uh-huh. you know, the way you can weave different, um, yeah, different things together to. Um, I love that idea yeah. as well. I love seeing those kinds of things being put together. I think that um, one of the things that we're really, as a generation who's got so much footage on our iPhones, it's like, what are we doing with that footage? Right. How is it being? How is it being saved? How is it being archived? What are we? How much are we really going to lose in memories from phones that we? 
we lose, we throw away. We like right. how many phones have you used since you right. first got a cell phone? Like, yeah. I know it's been a lot for me. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really fascinating to me. And when I think about our genre and what we're doing for families, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't want to say forcing, that's not really the right word, but it's like, it's forcing them to, um, to like at least have a day or a period of time where um, their their unique family story is captured right. and it's it's put together and it's not just a whole bunch of videos sitting on a cloud storage somewhere right. on their phones. You know, it's yeah. like, yes, they're able to make videos themselves. Yes. They're shooting probably lots of little video clips of their kids. And they, I'm sure they've got hundreds and th- of thousands probably of them, but it's like the biggest difference is that we're really telling a story with it. And I really love what you ta- what you said about offering to put together um, their own footage, like what they've recorded as an editing service for them, because I think that's a really smart thing to do, especially, um, right now, if, if you're not able to go out and shoot families, you can ask them to send you footage, put that together into something for them. And then they'll, that also is kind of demonstrating to them the difference that it makes to take all of that footage and weave it together to make a story. Yeah. Um, I'm putting together one this weekend for, um, a graduation, you know, a graduation yeah. gift for, um, for someone. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, I just kind of put it out there more because I just was feeling helpless sitting here, you know, and I'm like, I just yeah. want to be doing something of service. Um, but then I was editing this together and it's actually like really fulfilling as well, you know, besides, um, as an editing project. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and I put, um, I have I, ha- I have it on my site. And, you know, I also made a little guide to documenting your family during this time and put that on my site for people to download that. for free and um, put it out there that, you know, if I, I kind of in this guide, you know, tell people how they can put together like, you know, footage or photos either into a slideshow or a photo book or something. But if they need editing help if they don't want to do it themselves that I can do that for them, you know, maybe at the end of the pandemic if they've collected, you know, a a folder with photos or video clips and stuff of their family during this time, I, I'd put it together for them as like a little time capsule. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I was just trying to come up with like something, you know, that, um, just something that people, I don't know that people would respond to and could use right now, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think that's smart. Super yeah. smart. I like it. I love the idea. Um, so where do you feel like you see yourself doing this? And I mean, this is probably hard to really answer right now, given the COVID situation, but um, thinking back to where you were five years ago and where you want to be five years from now, kind of what do you see? How do you see films in your business? How do you, what, what do you see this kind of evolving into over the next five years? Have you, have you thought about that? What do you I know? It's so hard to like <laughs> think that far ahead. Um, um, yeah, I think I just want to keep going with like what, um, with the, 
like the way I'm going right now. I love making these like little story films and I would love to keep yeah. doing that, those for families. But um, I also love making them for um, businesses that I... Um, I don't know how to put this <laughs> like, businesses that I kind of like, um, am excited about. Like I just, you know, I've made a couple films this year for like, so, so usually they're like either nonprofits or like kind of mm-hmm. art based, um, yeah. you know, or I don't know. It's just, I, I can't even explain it. They're just businesses that I respond to like emotionally somehow. So I made a, a film for a local interior designer um, this year uh, because I I love her and I love her kind of approach to interior design. Um, yeah, I did a couple of films that I don't think I've shared yet with a about an artist in um, mm-hmm. in Westchester. I made two little films for her, um, and I've I made a number of. When I was doing brand films, it was just always photographers that wanted me to do brand oh, yeah. films for them. And I was just like, I'm shutting this down. Yes. I don't want to do any more brand films. I know. Well, I actually haven't even been asked by a photographer. It's just been, I, and I've made a number of films for my kids' nursery school. And I'm actually like, yeah. I'm still editing too for them. Um, and that's something I, I'm actually interested. Once, this is like actually a goal while we're stuck at home is I want to put together a little portfolio for, um, I would love to do like documentary photography and film work for like private schools, you know, if they need that kind of material for their, um, uh, you know, whatever brochures or for their social media or for their websites and stuff. So I want to put together like a little portfolio with um, photos and um, some of these little films that I've made for the nursery school, yeah. <clears throat> because um, the ones I made this past year, we did like some pretty in-depth like interviews with a number of people. and. Um, I'm going back, like, actually I have here, like they gave me like a whole, like massive box of photos of going back to like 1950 that I have to go through and I'm going to scan some to put into the videos for them. Um, anyway, I, I, so that's something like a goal for a Weller home is to put together kind of a portfolio to shop out to, to schools to see if they would, um, you know, if I could do any work for them, but, um, yeah, so I just kind of want to keep, you know, I would love to get to a point where I'm not um, worrying about trying to find clients and I have a solid client base. Um, That's, I guess, I think that's the biggest struggle is like constantly having to market. Um, That's the part that I don't, you know, is not my strong suit. So, um, um, yeah, so I'd love to just like kind of work towards having a client base. you know, a more like steady client base. Um, and like I said, you know, my, my big goal is to at some point be on the New York times off docs. I can see that happening. (laughs) I really can. Yeah. I like how you, um, diversify so much. I feel like you have a really wide range, like skill set, first of all. Um, but I love that you, have this kind of wide range of offerings that where you're working with families and you're working with businesses and non nonprofits and schools and all of that. And I think that that's a really smart way to kind of go about the process because you learn so much from each of those different types of projects that you're working on. Cause they all yeah. take, require a different kind of approach. Um, 
when it comes to filming, there's a lot of similarities, but usually, you know, when it comes to kind of building and telling that story, um, there are some nuances depending on the subjects and who you're filming and stuff. So, um, it's really just amazing for me to see and, and witness your, your process. And, um, from when I first met you online, which I'm going to say was probably like 2014, 2015. Around. I know. I'm trying to remember when it was, it was, yeah, it was a long time ago. It was then. And, um, just sort of seeing the evolution of your work and the direction that you're going. And I feel like the work that I'm seeing from you is very you. It, it, it feels really authentic. It feels really genuine and, and really heartfelt. And you have such a skill at um, diving in and telling stories and doing it in a way that is visually engaging and emotionally engaging and always draws me in when I watch. And well, thank you. So yeah, it's just been so cool to watch. I think that you're one of those people who, um, is very good at following your own path. Like I see that you draw inspiration from things, but it's like you're picking little bits and things. You are someone who um, has a really unique voice and I love seeing that. So, yeah. And I love having you part of the Academy. It's such a joy. It's just, um, I think it's, it's wonderful. You always do such a great job of sharing inspirational stuff and things I think, that the average person doesn't think about or notice or go out and reach. And I love that about you too. So thank you for all that you do for us as well. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a big, I love, um, like I said, I love like studying and researching Mm. and reading and stuff. So I'm always like coming across things that I get so excited about and just like need to share with other like-minded people, you know, so. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I love talking to Francesca. I think she is a wealth of knowledge and incredibly talented. To see all the things that we talked about during this episode and more of Francesca's incredible work, head over to the show notes at filminglifeacademy.com forward slash podcast, and it'll all be right there at the top of that page. Thanks for listening. I'll chat to you soon.